So there was one thing, the last piece of weird news. I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. Back in 2017, Gatorade was banned and fined $300,000 for bad-mouthing water in a video game. Toy Story? Gatorade. Toy Story? Welcome to another episode of Use Your Words Podcast, where we are not going to be talking about Toy Story, even though that is Aaron's favorite subject in the world, apparently, as we now know, because he doesn't listen when we talk about Gatorade or water or anything else, and he goes, Toy Story. Toy Story? Exactly. (sighs) But my name is Paul, and of course, as you heard, Mr. Aaron Johnson has joined us once again, graced us with his presence. I'm still here, still kicking. And we're revisiting a topic, essentially. So a while ago, actually not that long ago, um, a little while ago, we talked about the whole, you know, idea that, you know, people are freaking out social media that, oh my goodness, Facebook is breaking my first amendment, right? Blah, 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 right? You remember that when we had that little discussion? Yeah. And, and, you know, ultimately I was like, yeah, you know, hey, it's their right to do it. First Amendment is really, you know, government stepping in and saying, no, you, you can't say that or you can't publish right. that in the newspaper or you cannot uh, worship the the religion that you worship, the creator or deity that you worship. You must worship Fauci instead. Fauci. As uh, Aaron saw in the cringe video that I showed him before we start recording of the girl going let me show you my boyfriend i'm no longer single and then she jumps next to a fauci pill and goes and kisses, kisses him and goes the pillow the pillow and goes never leave me and i'm like <laughs> I'm like oh boy this would be a case of something else but, the crazies but regardless of that that being said regarding the first amendment the United States government, I think, has just kind of jumped and said, yeah, we're just going to bypass that thing completely. Who cares about that? We don't have to worry about it. Why should you worry about it? And a lot of this has come to light recently with a couple things. Uh, the first one being specifically that the White House, uh, through the wonderful Jen Pisaki, the wonderful red-haired queen that we should all aspire to be <laughs> as Aaron's taking a drink and his drink. You're lucky like, I didn't start choking on that. <laughs> as, as she revealed, so we're recording this week, um, excuse me, we're recording this on Saturday, July 17th. And she said earlier this week, hey, you know what? Um, yes, we've been flagging posts for Facebook to uh, take care of. So... And then the next day, she was asked about it. And of course, well, yeah. The effort. And then speaking of misinformation and the announcement from yesterday, for how long has the administration been spying on people's Facebook profiles looking for vaccine misinformation? Well, that was quite a loaded and inaccurate question, um, which I would refute. Well, Peter, first of all, as you know, we're in, we're in a regular touch with with a range of media outlets. And we as as, as let me finish. As we are as we are in regular touch with social media platforms, this is publicly 
uh, open information, people sharing information online, just as you are all reporting information on your news stations. But, okay, so these 12 people who you have on a list, 12 individuals, do they know that somebody at the Surgeon General's office is going through their profile? I'm happy to get you the citation of where that comes from. There's no secret list. I will tell you that these are people who are sharing information on public platforms on Facebook, information that is traveling, is inaccurate. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation that is leading them to not take a vaccine. But Young people, old people, kids, children, this is all being, a lot of them are being impacted by misinformation. The big concern though, I think for a lot of people on Facebook is that now this is big brother watching you. They're more concerned about that than people dying across the country because of a, a pandemic where misinformation is traveling on social media platforms. That feels unlikely to me. If you have the data to back that up, I'm happy okay. to discuss and just it. About things that are on Facebook, I looked this morning. Uh, there are videos of Dr. Fauci from 2020 before anybody had a vaccine, and he is out there saying there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. So, is the administration going to contact Facebook and ask them to take that down? Well, first, I think what Dr. Fauci has said himself, who's been quite public out there, is that science evolves, information evolves, and we make that available in a public way to the American people. Exactly. I, I, I have never seen any data to suggest that, uh, that the vaccines cause infertility. That is information that is irresponsibly but, traveling. Okay. Just one more. Just one more. Sorry. Just one more. Okay. About the science, about the science evolving, Facebook used to post I used to block people from posting that COVID may have originated for a lab. That is something this president now admits is a possibility. So is there any concern that things you are trying to block or have taken down might someday turn out to be? We don't take anything down. We don't block anything. Facebook and any private sector company makes decisions about what information should be on their platform. Our point is that there is information that is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result. And we have a responsibility as a public health matter to raise that issue. And the responsibility we all have, the government, media, platforms, public messengers, to give accurate information. Go ahead. Jeez, that's loaded with stuff. So yeah, there, there that is loaded with stuff. So there's a couple things that stood out to me with this whole thing, but and we'll get into that in a second here. But this is right on the coattails of it coming out, it was either late last week or earlier this week, where the White House wants text message carriers, SMS, you know, text messaging that you do on your phone, where they want the carriers to block misleading information or misinformation or disinformation, depending on how, which article you read. So we're not talking just, you know, Oh, yeah, you know, hey, you know, little granny over there posts something that they don't like. It's, you know, on Facebook, and then they flag it, and then they sell Facebook, hey, you need to take this down. It's now, hey, phone carriers, um, we need you to control what information goes out. This is what is starting to break down that First Amendment protection. This, honestly, I think should be called out even more. As illegal. Yeah. So I I saw that and I was like, 
you got to be kidding me. I was like, how, how are they getting away with this? Yet they do. And it's only going to get worse. Well, um, as far as like looking at people's accounts on Facebook, because I, isn't there, is there a setting on there where you can make your account private and what you post private versus public? Yes, that's assuming that Facebook is honoring that when they give government access to things. See, that's a load of crap. See, it's no longer the fact that we're having a private company, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, doing, yeah. applying their rules in that. It's they're doing it in conjunction with government. Yeah. So the white and so from this article, the White House is planned to work with major communication channels, including traditional and social media empires. They hope to work with cell phone carriers to screen misleading claims about vaccines and help sp- uh, spread the stop of such messages. The White House could ask carriers like T-Mobile, Verizon, AT and T to step in and stop the spread of those text messages. They want to do this to get more people vaccinated. So that Why that's something that, that, that they're planning to do. It it and here's the thing. Every every restriction, everything that's is bad and evil always starts out with good. We're doing this for your protection. We're doing this for your good. We're doing this for the good of the public, for the good of everyone. We're stopping you from sending false information on this one thing rove here. Just this just this one thing. And then a month later or a year later, it turns into, oh yeah. Um, you're you're speaking bad about Biden. How dare you speak ill of the the Emperor God King? Don't don't you dare do that. We're going to block that text message from going out. We're going to block that text message from you know. Obviously, I'm being a little facetious in that regard, but everything evil, everything damaging, always starts as we're doing it for your good. Yeah. Well, neither. The other thing, uh, where it's like, if you even act like you're concerned about the government overstepping its bounds, how she draws it's like, oh, well, if you like, you care more about your government overstepping your bounds than people dying, and they're just trying to paint this bad picture on yeah. you, like, oh, you don't care about people, you just care about what pe- uh, the government sees on you or what you're saying. Yeah, she was like. She's like, I don't believe that people are concerned about the government overreach and overstep, and they're more concerned about people dying. Show me the data if you have it. Okay, fine. Here's one right here. I'm more concerned about that. That makes me two. Okay. And and here's my reasoning for this. In the short term, COVID may cause more deaths. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to belittle and say, oh, COVID's not going to kill you. No, COVID could potentially kill you. Okay. Anything can kill you. Yeah, but COVID could definitely kill you. You know, there might higher be, risk. Might be more COVID deaths in the short term. Yeah. However, in the long term, if the government has this nice little backdoor entry into a private company, and he, and here's where I think it's tricky, and where she kind of played some words around. Okay, she goes, "We're not going in and blocking. Facebook is the one blocking." Facebook is the one blocking. Twitter is the one blocking. Oh, they, yeah, that was the other thing. But it's like they're, they're flagging what they would like to be taken they're down. They're flagging it for Facebook Facebook and is the one that's like, well, okay, we're going to take it down. 
Yeah, because so it's, they're the one doing the dirty work, but it's the government that's like, hey, you should take this down. Yeah, because Facebook it, is just the one that's making it actually happen. Yeah, or he, Twitter. Because here's the thing, okay, Aaron, you own a successful business. Okay? Wow. You're the owner of Facebook. Okay, oh. I, I'm just I'm just giving you an example, right? You're you're the owner of Facebook. You're headquartered inside the United States. The government comes to you and says, "We would like you to do something for us." Oh, obviously they're not going to be yet uh, like they're not going to be wink, so. Yeah, it, it's going to be like we would like you to help us stop the spread of misinformation, Mister Johnson. Will you do this for your country? Oh, for the country, you know, you know, it would th- be an honor to serve my. Country. Obviously, we're being a little facetious here with this, yeah. but you <laughs> yeah. know, it's. Because it aligns great with their goals. They oh, right. They're like, oh, we we don't want COVID misinformation being spread. Of course we'll do what you would like. We have that going on. And it, it, it seems worse than it is. It actually is kind of worse even. Because now we're not having Facebook saying, hey, this post violates our, our standards, our rules, our guidelines. We're going to take it down. Right. So that's one thing. Now it's the government saying, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 Aaron posted something over there. We don't like what he talked about the vaccine. So, um, hey, Facebook, take that down. Just take it down. You know, and she's like, oh, they're not a secret list. We'll provide you with all the information. Da, da, da. Still, why is it the government's role or job to go through anyone's social media accounts? Private or not? Public or not? Agree with them or not? Because here's the second point, and, and she she goes, well, as Fauci has said, the science on COVID is an ever-evolving science. It's always changing. You know, again, the, the reporter pointed out, you know, last year Fauci said, oh, there's no reason to go around wearing a mask. And obviously we have learned since then that Fauci intentionally lied to us to not have us go out and make a big run on masks. He wanted to try to preserve that PPE for, you know, like medical professionals and that. That was his goal. He kind of admitted that. He let that slip in an interview. He said the quiet part out loud, as they say. Yeah. And then, so it's like, oh, yeah, that's an ever-evolving science. Well, that ever-evolving science was not science-based. It was purely... I don't know what. It wasn't personal. It wasn't religious. It wasn't, I don't know what it would have been. It was a Fauci. It was a Fauci. I'm going to say that from now on. Whenever someone says a lie to me, I'm going to go, oh, did you just Fauci me? Did you just Fauci? Did you just Fauci me? Why would you do that? It's not cool. Don't Fauci. Don't Fauci, man. I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe you. You (laughs) Fauci'd. I like that more than the whole no cap that like my nephew says he's like no cap no cap when he says like some statement i'm like what so that means no lie i'm like when did when did no cap mean lie yeah i know it's making crinkling noise yeah when did like i've never heard of no cap really oh okay well that's a younger generation dude i haven't even heard from the youth group kids oh good i well i guess i wouldn't know but uh uh, oh, what was it? Because <laughs> whenever I'd hear the word cap, normally is you're getting capped, which means you're getting shot or something. But anywho, so I like, I like our, don't Fauci me. According to Urban Dictionary, 
No cap means you're not lying. No cap means you're not lying. Yeah. 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 No cap, man. No cap. So stupid. It's a TikTok phrase. That's why. It, that's why it's stupid. So yeah, I'm just gonna say, you vouched me now <laughs> when someone lies to me, and we'll do that because I'm not saying no cap. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no cap. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, as of the writing of this article here, no cap. Videos tagged no cap in TikTok have amassed over 727 million views on TikTok. Wow. Wow. That's so, a lot. Have fun with that. I'm just like, nope, not going to happen. I'm just going to say Fauci. But, <laughs> but, but that comes back to, again, like I said, you know, this ever-evolving science that keeps changing. And, and he makes a good point. Hey, if you're taking down information and if the information and what is considered true is always changing to be fair in a pandemic when we're learning things still that's going to be a, a, that's going to be a true statement you know things are changing you know what we know one month is going to change not what we know the next month okay yes so that's why he asked like hey you know at the start of this when we said hey maybe this came from china and all of a sudden everything was blocked saying no it's not coming from china then now Oh, maybe it really is coming from China. Now it's all allowed. There's you know, something wrong with that. You know, that happens. But the, at the same time, let, let's say we go in the future again to, oh, it didn't come from China. Guess what? All that stuff is going to be blocked again. Yeah. Well, and that's why he asked. He's like, well, Fauci at the start was saying no mask, regardless of why he said it. Lie or not lie. A Fauci or not a Fauci. <laughs> he, why is that still being allowed up and not being removed? Because now it is being like, hey, no, we generally consent to say, mask up, mask will do whatever. You know, where you believe it or not, that's what the CDC, Fauci, who, all that are saying, like, hey, mask up, blah, blah, blah. So why isn't this old one being taken down? Okay. So they're having that conversation. And I don't know if you noticed at one point in there what Pisaki did. She did a deflection, an expert deflection where she changed the topic. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? Maybe, but I don't, maybe not. It must, maybe not if it didn't stand out that much to me. Okay. So, you know, she's going down and she's talking about Fauci. She's like, yeah. da, 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 da. Um, so here, let me bring this up. Because uh, remember, the science evolves evolves and we make that available in a public way to the American people. Exactly. I, I, I have never seen any data to suggest that uh, that the vaccines cause infertility. Uh, that is information that is irresponsibly traveling. Okay. So she, we're going on about Fauci and how, you know, he had in the past said stuff that isn't true now and all that and why yeah. why it's so loud up. And then da, 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 da. The... Oh, oh, I have never seen a vac any data about vaccines causing infertility. Next, <laughs> just yeah. a, a straight up professional uh, deflection. Yeah. That is her job, to be honest. But the thing that concerns me, like I said, is the fact that she's like, well, why would you be concerned about the government going through your stuff and then telling, hey, Facebook, no, don't. <laughs> 
don't don't be um don't be allowing uh, this on this on the yeah don't do your job and don't let this stuff be seen so i i was just like don't make us twist your arm about it i was just like you got to be kidding me so th- and she has yeah um here i think this one, I think, is also a good one because this kind of gets a little bit to the heart of the action. This one was like the day before that previous video. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID-19, the COVID community core to get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, uh, as you all have seen, in the presidents, the vice presidents, and Dr. Fauci's time. So there are a couple things there. Notice she said we're flagging for Facebook. For Facebook. We're getting information out to essentially influencers to get them to give everyone the correct information. AKA our information. Yeah. And we're creating the COVID corpse to, you know, sp- spread out the word of Fauci far and wide. For <laughs> all to hear. They all praise the name of Fauci, Fauci. and Fauci we trust. All praise uh, the Fauci. Oh, no. <laughs> so you have that going on, right? It's just craziness going on. Just. And honestly, with all this, I think that finally steps over that First Amendment protection where. The government should not be trending. Can the gov- can the government say, hey, here are the facts that we would like? Yeah, okay, cool. But as soon as they start going, hey, Facebook, these are the posts that we're flagging about disinformation that we no longer want to see, that's when... I feel like that makes me tr- well, uh, trust the government even less. Yeah, and you wonder why right now there are people who are willing to saying, hey, maybe we should split up the country. <sighs> yeah. Support for balkanization. And uh, I, I wish I didn't ask Aaron if he knew what this meant earlier in the day. Because I, I didn't. <laughs> but support for balkanization in the United States is about 33%. Um, it's actually surprising the number of independents and Republicans who are more in favor of balkanization. So what they found is in, in total, about 29% of, the, of Americans are in favor of dissolution of the United States into like-minded regions. 37% of independents are inclined to, to go this way. 35% of Republicans and 21% Democrats want to go this way. And stuff like this, where the government's saying, hey, we're, we, we want to control the narrative. We want to control what the people see. I, I don't know. You've probably never seen this movie, Wag the Dog. Mm-mm. So it's a movie about a politician, president, needing to get reelected. So they literally create a fake war. Ah! And the war is only seen through the media, like the news. There's news reports about like, oh, this attack, this attack, this happening, all to make the president look good to get him reelected. 
all fake information, all controlling the information, lying to the public, manipulating the public, adjusting the public to get what they want in the government. And at that time, it was like, oh, no way would this ever be reality. You know, it was more like a, what would happen in a far-fetched world where politicians were corrupt <laughs> and, and the media got behind them and they didn't hold, the media didn't hold their feet to the fire. Hello, we're there. It's, it's happening. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're there now, the yeah. days. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, there's a whole balkanization stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I can see the good of it. And then I also see the bad of it, I suppose. I mean, there's going to be good and bad with any kind of situation I, or any decision you make, I suppose, with something. But it's like we are, it is just a divided nation anyways. We're div we're very divided right now. It's um, so I was listening bad. to a Tim Pohl um, episode recently, and he, he goes, it's like we're, we have an invading force here in America. Because what are they doing now with uh, NFL this fall? Uh, I don't know. They're going to play a, a, a different anthem before the national anthem. What? They are? Yeah. The NFL will play the black national anthem before the national anthem before every game in 2021. Uh, doesn't that cause more division? You would think. It's like you're because you're, now you're singling out a group of people. When one, the national anthem is just for anybody and ever anybody and everybody, but now this. Having this black national anthem is like, oh, this is only for them because they're extra special. Oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how this plays out because it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch because this is essentially saying we have two anthems, we have two countries here in the United States. Yeah. You know, it's it's one thing when you go to the Olympics, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and you have the the top three finishers, and, you know, they play the national anthem and show the flags of, of the winners. That's one thing, you know, if we, if we were hosting the, the Olympics and, you know, the Zimbabwe won something, and we played the Zimbabwe national anthem because cool. they won. That's one That's, thing. Yeah. Because this is an international competition. Yep. The NFL is a purely... American thing. It's a purely American thing for profit. Yeah. And we'll see what happens with it, you know. And I, I'm going to be very interested to see if someone kneels during the Black oh. National Anthem, what's going to happen to them. Ooh. But I didn't think of that. I was just thinking if people stopped watching NFL. Well, that's going to probably happen, too, I even yeah. imagine. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. That's just a, a random using in my head, you know, with the balkanization, we're already splitting up. Yeah. And then having the the government saying, well, this information is permissible. This information isn't permissible. This information is permissible. I, I look at them like, 
and were different from Cuba. How? Oh. <laughs> right. You know, Cuba, communist country, essentially they control the narrative of what is allowed to be seen, what isn't allowed to be seen publicly and externally. You know, same thing with uh, North Korea. You know, very much you go there, it's very much controlled what can be seen to the outsiders, what can't be seen. You know, they don't allow you to take photos and let those out. They have to be approved by the regime. You know, why are we happy with that? That the government is saying, hey, Aaron, what you posted on Facebook is allowable. Josh, what you post on Facebook is not allowable. Sucker. And I hope someone takes them to task over this. Yeah, that's not okay. If, you know, it, that that's one of those things of like, if I had enough money to fund a legal thing, I'd be like, hey, let's see if there's a way we could take them to task over this legally. Because hmm. they shouldn't be doing that. How much do you need? Probably... <laughs> A ton. A ton. Yeah. Of money. I don't have enough money for that. But it's still, it's like, why would I, why would I allow that? Yeah. And again, this then goes into that whole, why should I trust on anything? Have you ever seen the movie um, V for Vendetta? Aha! There is one I have seen. Really? Yes. Okay, so what's the premise of V for Vendetta? Honestly, I don't remember. I saw it. It was at Josh's house with a buddy of ours that loved that movie. And I remember seeing most of it. But I was kind of in and out at parts. So I don't actually know. I just know I've seen part. We'll see it time. Sort of. Okay. Well, All I know is this guy fights people. Wow. <laughs> and he's got a mask on and he's got a swords and stuff, I think, right? Wow. He's like Zoro. You you <laughs> How badly did I butcher that? <laughs> it, it, I'm gonna my brain just that. blew a little bit. <laughs> oh no. Explain to me what's going on in V for Vendetta. But doesn't he have like a mask on? Yes, he does. And he uses a sword, right? Yes, like but that's not... Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. I'm looking at images of it. <gasps> that dude, yeah. That's so right. he's in a Guy oh. Fox mask, right? Yeah. So it takes place in a dystopian... Uh, world where the United States is fractured after a second civil war, which we may be headed to anyways. Right. And there's a pandemic, the St. Mary's virus that's ravaging Europe. And you know, when, when COVID came out, people are like, Oh, how convenient and how similar to a movie we've already seen. Da, 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 da. Right. And what it, What it comes down to is that eventually it, it's, it's essentially a movie like, hey, the government's lying to you. Yeah. You know, okay. the government's controlling you by making you live in fear about things going on. This virus is, I'm not saying COVID's fake. So <gasps> go away. Oh, yeah. Go away, uh, whatever your YouTube name is. Wachiski or Wajiski or Wawaziski or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but essentially, they created the virus to try to control the population, not like control them like the numbers, but control the population of like keeping them in fear, to do. keep them compliant, and all that sort of stuff. You know, so people have made some comparisons of like, hey, <laughs> this is kind of what this is like nowadays. Um, you know, and, and obviously, like they're critical in the movie of like totalitarianism, they're critical of religion and not because in that in that universe, uh the church is deeply integrated with the state and sort of deal. You know, uh, sort of like what we talked about before, where I, I don't like the idea of the church and the state fully intermingled. I I agree with the separation separate. there. You know, but it's like, yay. It, it kind of, how do you take years worth of comics and books and put it into a movie? It's hard to do. You know, you can't smash You, you can't smash everything together all at once, right? But it, it brings on a little bit of like, hey, don't you don't necessarily have to trust the government fully and actually it's it's always good to have a little bit of that skepticism you know i'm not saying hey everyone listening to this go to your state camp no i'm not saying anything like that you know we've had some weird things going on recently i'm not calling for violence or anything like that but i'm saying be be vigilant about what is going on research data for yourself just because you see something posted somewhere either on a news site or facebook or twitter or from a government official, do not take it at face value. You are responsible for validating and ensuring that the data that you're looking at is actually valid. Cross-reference it with multiple sources. Make sure the source you're looking at is credible, and if possible, that source is neutral. Check to see if you're only seeing one message. If you're only seeing one message somewhere, you're in an echo chamber. If you're in an echo chamber, that means you're not getting both sides of the discussion. And you're not having a discussion. You're being spoon-fed something to make you think something. One way. One way. And that's going to happen from private companies, which they are allowed to do if it's their platform. They're allowed to do that. But it's when it's the government coming and saying, we don't block, we tell them what to block, that I have an issue with that. And the thing is, uh, I was listening, again, another Tim Pool thing. And essentially they said, without the First Amendment, there's no reason to have the second. So essentially, if there's no freedom of speech, there's no reason for people to be able to, you know, have guns to be able to defend their freedom of speech. They're kind of interlinked that way. And, and I heard that and I thought about that. I was like, yeah, that's true. Especially now, right now, you have very much... In, in all levels of the government, especially White House and that, we're like, oh, we want to get rid of firearms. Yeah. And they don't say all firearms. They say assault weapons. assault weapons. And then you ask someone, what does an assault weapon mean? And no one can define that because nope. there's no proper definition of that and blah, 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 blah. Anything that looks scary, which technically any gun should be scary to you. Who was it? Someone created the Lego case. For the gun. It's like 500 bucks. And it's made out of Legos. And it looks like a Lego gun. That's scary. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, kids are going to kill themselves. Teach gun safety to your kids. Yeah. Where you have a gun or not. Oh, right. And that will 
be you, you'll work out to work that out. But you'll regardless think of yourself that, later for that. Yeah. But what I was getting at is, you know, and I like that that person's um, statement that if we don't have the First Amendment, if we don't have freedom of speech, if we don't have government not controlling speech, if we have government controlling speech, in our words, why would we care if we had a Second Amendment or not? I mean, We're I would already, still care, but... Well, but at that point, you're already letting yourself be manipulated and controlled by other forces. I guess it is mainly to be against the government, isn't it? Well, unless... Well, Biden says, well, unless you have F-15s and nukes, you're not going to be against the government. Don't you remember that statement he made? Wait a minute. Maybe not. Well, because I thought, like, to be able to have the Second Amendment is to be able to defend yourself against a tyrannical Yeah, but Biden, but here, let me uh, pull this up here. This is from the BBC. Okay. Rogue gun dealers feel like they, they can get away with selling guns to people who aren't legally allowed to own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. So, first off, a couple of lies in there. Uh, the original Second Amendment, no, you could buy cannons. <laughs> you could buy cannons easily. Uh, so that's a lie. Oh, my gosh. You know, and the original Second Amendment did not limit who could either. That's laws that we've added on top of it that he then believes that are really. Have always been there from the beginning. Yeah. And the word salad in there just was like. So it, that's, uh, I mean, that is a big issue if our own current president doesn't even know the history of that. Well, that, to be fair, that's also a lot of people on the more democratic left side of the aisle also believe that. Oh, I'm sure of it. But then, so then, what is their history? Like, what's the truth to their history? We're not even going to get into relativism and truth right now. <laughs> Don't want to get there. But okay. I, I did find this, this <laughs> statement. I did find this statement by Biden interesting. Well, the tree of liberty is not watered by the blood of patriots. The tree of patriotism is not the water. tree of liberty is not watered oh, by the blood by, of patriots. Oh, by, okay. Then what is it watered by, Mr. President? Water? <laughs> Who knows? Because after that, he's like, he stumbled around. But, uh, but yeah, the, so that's the trouble. thing. It's like, sure. Okay. Um, and, and obviously some people really politicize that. Tim Pool, again, he kind of uh, politicizes. He's like, Biden threatens to nuke Americans. I was like, he didn't say that. Uh, no. I, I know you're, 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 you're doing this for clicks and likes on your, fa on your YouTube. Bait. But uh, no, he didn't say that. Let's be honest with what he said. 
We would need nukes and F whatever's to fight back at the government. Yeah, which none of us have, as far as I know. <laughs> nope. So, and, and I don't think you really would um, need that because no. uh, you'd be able to get, you'd be able to take on with the m- militia if you had so to. You could I'm not run. saying I'm going to or planning to. Or right. I'm saying you could most likely round up enough people to cause an issue for them, for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, you know, if you share that on social media, that thought, it's going to be fact-checked false by the United States government said, no, 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 Aaron, you cannot do that. What? You cannot get enough people to do that. Well, uh, they'll be like, Facebook, please remove this. Tell me why then. No. No? That's the thing. Because you can't answer. You can't tell me that can't happen. Oh, I can. Well, I know. Wait, wait. What can happen? Wait, no. What are you saying can happen? Are you saying the militia can happen or that they can take that down? Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I agree with both of them. You could do both. Yep. You can take it down, but you can't prove that I can't get a militia. So it'll be interesting but to I'm watch. I'm not going to. It'll be interesting to watch because as the government now is getting into the role of being the arbiters of truth, how is that going to manipulate? I, I say manipulate, but how's that going to change how people see things? And will people notice is the question. Because if people don't notice these things, it's just going to continue on getting worse and worse and worse. And the yeah. thing is, you have people that go, well, we need to be locked down. We need the government to control what we see. We need the government to arbitrate the truth. And you have other people going, no, we need the actual truth, not the truth that you want because it's convenient. That's, oh man, that was one thing I heard at work, I think for the first time ever in my life was like for history is like history is only like the only history that we learn is the history written by the winners. Oh, I've heard that for a long I was time. Like, what? <laughs> that was the first time I've ever heard that statement. I was like, interesting. Yeah. Um, I, you hear that one quite a bit. And to be fair. So to a point, I'm sure it's true. Yeah. So to be fair to a point, it is true. Um, there's some things that I wouldn't agree with on that. The other yeah. thing that Pisaki has said recently that just drove me, uh, I, I love how you're like, Argh, is yeah. <laughs> this. Providing uh, for for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Uh, providing. Uh, so, in other if words, for, if you're for providing misinformation, yeah. So it started looping. That's why. So, in other words, the key statement there that I think is, you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others, if you're if you for providing misinformation out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, what if 
I mean, then technically, should the government or Fauci not be banned from social media? But Fauci is infallible, and Fauci we trust all. Because he's always evolving. He's always finding out what the actual truth is, and then he'll post it. All hail the holy Fauci. Never, never not trust the Fauci. But man. But yeah, so the official stance from... And again, it is from Pasaki, you know, but it's speaking on behalf of White House, you know, on whitehouse.gov, is if you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others. So, Aaron, you make a mistake. You, I can't just get kicked off of one. I get kicked off of everything. Yeah. Again, this well, is... I guess I don't want to be a part of it. This is them controlling the narrative even more the government controlling the nerve in uh, Great Britain. You know, in Great Britain, they recently signed a petition for Parliament to look at a law that in order for you to sign up for social media, you have to provide your state government, your state slash government issued IDs. Okay? Here's the thing. And I, I don't think we see this here in the United States, in the West, especially for people who grew up pretty, let's be honest, pretty privileged. Absolutely. We don't see that freedom is complicated and hard and uh, it's a process to think through. Again, I keep going back to Tim Cass because I was watching some. But anyways, he he had on as a guest someone who escaped from North Korea. So she went to North Korea, to China, sold essentially like as a slave essentially for a little bit until she escaped from there. Eventually, she made it over here to the United States, right? But one of the comments that she said that was interesting was that if she had been given food, she would go back to North Korea in a heartbeat at one point because freedom was complicated. Freedom was hard. Freedom means making choices and thinking for yourself. And she goes, I don't like that. She grew up where she was told what to think, what to do, what to believe. And all of a sudden, she has her own mind where she can go, wait, I can question these things? And she found it hard. She found it difficult. She found it frustrating. And she said, if I had food, I would go back there. It's a much simpler life. Just being told what to do. Exactly. And here in the United States, we grew up very... Free. Very fortunate. Very, let's be honest, you know, wealthy compared to the rest of the world. And we're just like... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, and we go, and we just kind of look around. We go, yeah, government, tell me what to do. I don't want to think for myself. And we're not understanding the complications and all that that result from that. And that's dangerous. That's scary. Because a lot of, a lot of people younger than me are going, let's bring communism here in the United States. Let's bring socialism yes. here. And they're like, yes. and you see that. Again, if you haven't, go to Libs of TikTok uh, Twitter account because uh, there's some cringe on there. One that I did not show Aaron, I showed Aaron a couple of the cringes, was a guy going, answering a question, a prompt on TikTok saying, why is communism considered bad? Please educate me. And he's talking about like, well, communism has never been done properly. If we were doing pure communism, blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> go away. Um Shut up and leave. One of the stars from Stranger Things, he was also on um, Black Widow, the movie Black Widow. Uh, he, he's a he's a devout socialist. 
And he's like, well, that Starbucks barista owns the coffee because she made the coffee. I'm like, do you not get that the beans came from somewhere else? The machine came from somewhere else? Just because they made the coffee does not make the coffee theirs. They're, they're hearing these platitudes espoused to them about the workers owning the business, the workers owning the profit. We're the workers. employee-owned. <laughs> We're employee-owned is completely different <laughs> yeah, than yeah. socialism. We're employee-owned yeah. is a great thing. Yes. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm just thinking of Woodman's. Yeah, and that's a great, it is a great, great way. It is. But yeah, so yeah, if, if you like, uh, see here, uh, stranger oh, things. Uh, it's so the guy's name is David Harbor. He he's in Stranger Things, The Black Widow. He says no one could disagree with socialism in a July third interview with the Guardian. Um, and I was just like, no one can disagree with socialism, huh? Interesting. And if you haven't, uh, seen him, uh, he has across his knuckles tattooed Carl and Marx. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I don't know that there's anyone who could disagree with socialist ideology, said Harper. If you work at Starbucks and make the coffee, then you should own it. You're the one making the coffee. But the fact is that the implementation of these things has led to some of the deepest fascism in our society. So people assume that communism means fascism to a certain degree. That's a terrible thing. So, yeah. And I find it funny coming from a Hollywood star who's making, you know, 350000 per episode for Stranger Things. It's a lot of money. Um, him and his wife have an estimated net worth of $20 million. And he's making these remarks as the citizens of Cuba are protesting a communist regime down in Cuba. Because this was right around when stuff was starting to, to, to happen. And it's funny, okay? These protesters down in Cuba, what flag are they waving? Ours. The American flag. The protesters in Hong Kong, what are they waving? Probably uh, wait, ours. Yeah. And what are we waving here in the United States? <laughs> well, I would say ours, but they're on fire. They're either waving, they're either burning the flag, yep. waving the BLM flag, or waving some form of another <sighs> social justice. So why Social justice flag, let me put it that way. We what we should do is get the people from Hong Kong and the people from Cuba that are waving our flag to come here and the people that are waving the other flags that would want communism and stuff just send them off send them away and then see how long it lasts I guess how dare you take away their iPhones and their right to protest? You can keep their... your iPhones. You can do whatever you want. You'll just have different, you know, different. Uh, oh wow, what's the what's the word for it? So you're saying like, how dare I take away? Like, because you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You just might have a certain whatever that word is. Consequences. 
I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the one. See, what a lot of wow. people, see, what a lot of people don't Retired, realize is that yeah. in the United States, we have a lot of protections. First Amendment comes to mind. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, where... Sorry, I just saw an article pop up and I, it made me stop for a second. Um, <laughs> it, it was from Fauci. Oh, great. Yeah, Fauci, U.S. might still have polio if media back then opposed vaccine. Here's a the problem then. The media nowadays is all like, yes, get the vaccine. It's, you know, individuals who are saying, hey, there might be issues. So yeah. Fauci's article just dies in a fire. But anyways. Woo! We have the First Amendment here in the United States where we have the protected right to protest. We have the protected right to speak out. We have the protected right to disagree and not be thrown in jail, not be shot, not be killed, not be put into internment camps, not be put into forced labor. That guarantee is not anywhere else in the world. And that's what frustrates me. Because all these people going, oh, we, I'm going to burn the American flag, we, we, we. And then they go, how dare you say that there might be consequences? These are children that have never been told no in their lives. Yeah. And if we were to put these same people down in Cuba, they wouldn't over last. in Hong Kong, over in Taiwan, oh. there would they would cry that how dare the government oppress their ability to do X Y Z when they don't even realize that how good they have it here. Which is why it frustrates me and makes me scared that the government is trampling on the First Amendment rights by manipulating what and how people think. Yeah, that is very frightening. Because if we don't have that essential liberty, if we don't have that freedom of speech, that freedom of thought, that freedom of religion, that freedom to associate, that freedom from government control of media manipulation and words and thoughts... If we don't have that freedom, the rest of what we have in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, is moot. Because if we don't have that freedom, then the whole concept of America being the land of the free is nothing. It's gone. Instead, it's the land of those who can control the government. <laughs> right. It's the land of those who can control the media. It's the land of those who have enough money and enough influence, enough power, and enough of everything to be the ones in control, to be the ones that say, hey, guess what? We this want to make happen now. It's the land of the powerful. And I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of the fact that this sounds like I'm complaining, but I'm just tired of it. Where if you disagree with the zeitgeist of the day, everything of yours is on the line. Right. You know, I, I, there was a little kerfuffle. I say kerfuffle, just whatever. For people who pay attention, kerfuffle. On, social, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, uh, Tim Pool. Why does Tim Pool keep coming up? It was, <laughs> he was getting all upset but because people were posting stuff on Twitter without um, like their full name and their whatchamacallit, their, um, their, like their profile picture on it, you know, and they're, they're just Twitter eggs, essentially. And he's like, well, I never engage in discourse with a Twitter egg, blah, 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 blah. And people are, you know, some people are reading it as like, oh, you should never have a Twitter egg, get upset, you know, blowing it out of water, whatever way. But he did admit, you know, hey, maybe he thought about it wrong later on one of his episodes, and he said, 
I get it. He's like, I don't have kids. I don't have, he's like, I have my own business. I'm not employed. I don't have to worry that if I say something that goes against the popular opinion of the government or of the country or of the, my neighbors, that I may be unemployed and on the streets the next week. Jeez. It's bad enough when the Twitter mobs and the online mobs, you know, bombard a business and say, how dare you employ this person because they have this opinion. It's a whole other thing when the government says, we don't like what they're saying. You need to remove this from social media or censor them or whatever. Yeah. It would be one thing if it's illegal speech, like illegal speech. There are definitions of what illegal speech is. It's a very narrow definition, but there are definitions such as a call for violence. Right. You know, if you were to say, you know, if you were, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to get in trouble. But <laughs> like, if you were to make a call for like, you know, storming the Capitol, if you're yeah. like, let's do this, blah, 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 blah. That technically is illegal speech, yeah. you know. Would you want to be like, yes, freedom of speech everywhere? I get it. Yes. There are, there are some things like if you're calling for someone's assassination, probably should not right. be allowed. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. if you have a hot take and an un, a spicy opinion on something, Sad. should that be what gets the government's attention? Because they go, oh, nope, they're full of misinformation and we can allow, allow them to continue doing what they do online. Because here's the thing. Let's say, Mr. Johnson, let's say you were Tim Pool. Oh, you were running your own business, right? Pasaki had her way. You said something she didn't like and Biden didn't like. And you get then banned from all social media platforms. Does that then mean that you should be banned from all web hosting platforms as well? <sighs> That's a dangerous rabbit hole that then starts happening. Right. Because what if you're banned from Facebook and Twitter, right? And these services are built on top of other platforms. And those other platforms say, well, if you're banned on something that we host, we're going to ban you from using our services, period. We start going down this rabbit hole. And once I see how easy it is, I guarantee you, rest assured, it will easily be abused. We see that. Mm. The internet has made people less hospitable. It's made them more angry, has made more them more divisive. And, yeah. and when the government's able to come in and say, hey, we like you, you stay out. <laughs> They're playing making favorites. Their little, they're making their own little club. And that's dangerous. 